was out there telling stories. Said, yeah, and you know, man, and you know, it's like Buck Cherry, the band Buck Cherry. And, and Connor says, excuse me. <laughs> I swear to God, excuse me. And Roger stops and looks down at this kid. And he said, I think you mean Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> and then Roger said, this kid, this kid. <laughs> he got a hoot out of that. That's my boy. Hey, hello. Welcome to another Something in the Water podcast. I'm Sean Clark, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with your other ho- your other host. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> don't listen to him. Dave Griffin. <laughs> I'm and today our, our guest is local Southeast Georgia musician, Scott Wilson. How you doing, Scott? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys? <clears throat> Good. Good. Scott's been around these parts for a pretty good while, and uh, we've known each other quite a while. And um, I think uh, he's helped me get gigs, and I've helped you get a few gigs here that's and right. there. Yep. And uh, that's kind of like uh, kind of friends that I like. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Um, you help each other out when. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. You never know when you're going to need that little extra uh, gig or something to pay for your wife's new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you are married. That's right. And uh, you got... Uh, got a 16-year-old. 16-year-old boy. Parker, yeah. Parker. And uh, you work for the uh, railroad. Yeah. Bridge department, I hang and dabble from all the movable bridges from Jacksonville to Tampa. But like trestles or 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 yeah, the ones that open and close. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, you hang from them. Yeah, Ooh. I'm one of them spider people with Ooh. horses and all that stuff. <laughs> Are you just scare you? No, never have. No, nah. <laughs> not afraid of heights or anything. <clears throat> I'm afraid of falling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm being high. high I'm sure up. that they they prepare you for all of that, and you have to probably you have to go to a lot of oh, safety yeah, courses. You, yeah, you're protected though. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's one of those jobs. Not a lot of people can do it. As far as uh, the physical aspects and stuff like that, because sometimes you got to get under and. Uh, Put yourself in a position you don't like being in with yeah. uh, just a you know. Right above the water. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> really, yeah. But how high above the water have you ever? Is the highest you've ever been? Um, or or maybe compare it to like the uh, bridge to Brunswick. Well, that's the tallest one in 
that's yeah, Bell's Bridge in Georgia. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Now, some of the other bridges, once in a while, it, if you're tied off, and we'll have to get them to open and close it to see what the problem is. But uh, Well, that was so high, they, they don't even worry oh, yeah, about a drawbridge there. Mm-hmm. So the, the drawbridges are typically lower, closer to the surface yeah. of the water. Yeah. And you're not in any real like, oh, looking yeah. down, going, oh. like rappel right. down or what's that? Is it like rappelling? No. Um, however, I've worked with uh, – <clears throat> I've had to pull time for some guys that did stuff like that. But mm-hmm. us is just you, – you tie off and abide uh, uh, by all the rules. Uh, however, you want you really do want to look out for yourself and have a fall plan in case you do fall in and you're floating and your mm-hmm. coworkers like, you know. <laughs> they, but, uh, they're still attached. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, <clears throat> You have to wear a life vest yep. up there, yeah. Okay, yep. in case you do. Hit the well, water, if you're, you but if you're climbing, it's yeah. all different. Then you got double double harness and all that stuff. But if you're just out there on the bridge doing a uh, little work, and you got to be down on the columns that hold up the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, pinned and tied. Uh, life vest, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what do you do actually? Technically, are you welding or sometimes? Is it like? Uh, like tightening a bolt here and there, <laughs> everything. Yeah, it, it's a little of that, little of this uh, inspection. Uh, mm-hmm. I was looking over the bridges because most of these bridges are automated now, mm-hmm. operated from another location, so they they really don't have a physical bridge tender there to do all the inspection. So that's what we do. Well, uh, those days, like a lot of things, those days yeah. are gone. Yep, the live bridge tender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's done automated out of the picture. Yep. Probably a good thing. Some of them damn bridge bridge tenders. Yeah. (laughs) He used to get on the job and be like, (laughs) yeah. Big one rolling in. So you've been playing guitar ever since I've known you. You've been, how old were you when you started? Uh, I think I was 15. Um, I, I bought um, a SG copy from Music Corner for eighty five dollars, and I had mowed uh, several people's grass, including relatives, my grandmas, and everything. I was saving up. I saw that thing, and at the time, you know, ACDC was—that's uh, what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Angus Young, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it that thing looked just like one of his mm-hmm. guitars. So got it. Uh, Fret damage, you know, oh, it was awful. And uh, didn't know how to tune it. And, you know, we didn't have capabilities of, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I learned, <clears throat> somebody taught me how to, I tuned two strings or three. Why not four? I don't know. But I just did bar cording, you know, That's to start good. with. And um, so That's I could do the uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane thing, and you know. Mm-hmm. And right down the street, Josh Kirkland uh, was playing, and I could hear him uh-huh. from my house. And um, so we'd talk. I go, "Hey man, what you what you what you playing?" And uh, he go, "Man, I'm doing this." And I don't know if it was him or someone else finally showed me how to tune it. <laughs> All right, and I remember going to music corner buying one string at a time, oh, wow. seventy five cent, and the guy that was 
running the place, uh, sang for the uh, Terry Pender. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And he'd look at me like, really? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Josh come by one day, and or I went to his house, went in his room, and listened to him. He was playing some Kiss, yeah, Detroit Rock City or something. And uh, I had learned how to do something that he hadn't yet. Okay, and so he was. He was like, man, and uh, Becky, was, he was like, sit here, Mom. I need some lessons or something like that. Well, uh, that's the only time that lasted. It was very short. I started hearing, I thought I was hearing a radio down there. Oh, yeah. No. It he was, was him. taking off. Yeah. And um, uh, phenomenal <clears throat> the way his ear is. He mm-hmm. um, and uh, tuning an amp to get what he wants. Uh, and and that's the difference. By no way, shape, or form am I comparing myself to him. But playing wise, he's a mimicker. He he hears Ooh, every little mm-hmm. thing. I don't. Well, number one, I'm going to play something like it, go mm-hmm. around it, <laughs> and do my own little thing, mm-hmm. originality, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, he can mimic mm-hmm. everything to his ear. His his uh, best gift, I think. Yeah. Um and uh it wasn't too long uh when I was just stutter stepping learning this and that and he was already playing in a band, you know. Ronnie running sound His for daddy. some yeah. And uh he's he's uh he's got a uh God given gift. <clears throat> he's uh he's always been great, man. Yeah. Um some of the stories I gotta I'll tell this one story about Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, before him and I ever picked up a guitar, I remember, uh, him wandering in our yard. We was always playing ball, stuff like that. But during the summer, barefooted, our feet were tough, mm-hmm. you know, and we had stickers. Well, I, my feet were so tough. I didn't, I didn't feel them, but here he come <laughs> running in the yard to see what we we're doing. And man walked right into him. He was like, ah. <laughs> and my dad, I remember my dad picked him up, picked all the stickers out of his feet, you know, took him out to the road, you know. But uh, anyway. Set him back down. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, he's a year and a half maybe or two years younger than me. Okay. Uh, something like that. Pretty yeah. close, but, I, you know, I don't know. But, um, well, for y'all listeners out there, we have had Josh Kirkland on one of our earlier podcasts, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't say a whole lot, but uh, we uh, he he makes up for that in actual oh, yeah, guitar oh, yeah. shredding. Oh, yeah. He is he is a class act now when it comes just like we were talking about. He is he's uh, uh, a mimicker. He uh, studied. He dove deep into. He'd take uh, a stack of CDs into his bedroom every night, stay up all night, sleep yeah. during the day, you know. But he'd come out of there after that full night of of listening to all of them and learning the guitar leads to all the songs. That's why you can call on him. You could say, "Steal it in," and he'll yeah, he'll dial up the tone and get it all. And see that that that's the way everybody. I ain't saying everybody, <clears throat> but. Um, most of your musicians now, and I ain't picking on them, 
but God, they got everything at their hands with, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, back then, you listened, you tuned to whatever key they were mm-hmm. in. Most of them, it was standard. And played with it, played with it, rewind it, mm-hmm. played with it, played with it, played with it. Uh, now, me, I got a touch of ADD, so I would get the parts of it, and I'd go with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody like Josh is going to sit there until he gets every little mm-hmm. thing. Um, Charlie Thornton, another great player, uh, great songwriter also. Yeah. Um, he's uh, Playing with him was was awesome. Uh, him and I had a band with Kirby Hanchy and Todd Hendry, who's no longer with us. Um, but... Uh, Charlie's plan is different than my plan, mm-hmm. and that's what I enjoyed about it. Uh, we would trade off and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm some boohoo, you know, but he, his picking, yeah, you could, you could hear all kinds of influences with his pull offs and stuff like open pick his outlaws mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, and then I do my little thing, whatever it is. Um, but I don't know if I ever recall hearing Charlie. Uh, oh, Charlie Thornton. I Charlie was, Thornton, I, Charlie, yeah. I, was, I had in my head Charlie Chastain the whole time <laughs> you was talking. <laughs> Charlie Chastain played more like acoustic. Yeah. Didn't he around here? He played electric too, I think. Did he? Okay. And then he, uh, But now Charlie Thornton that you were talking about. Yeah. All right. Yes, definitely. Uh, and what was the name of that first band? Do you remember? You know what we had? We had about eight different names. <laughs> and uh, we couldn't settle on you anything. You just used one every oh, weekend. Man. And then one time we went, um, it was something like Stack that was so blame, but it was all our first initials because we couldn't agree on things. Uh, well, Bob, I had, I'd come up with a name and I loved it. And uh, they didn't like it. They, they thought it sounded morbid, but I, it was Cradle to Grave. Cradle uh, to the grave? Yeah, cradle to grave. And okay. I was like, man. Cradle to grave. Yeah, we'll put cradle, put a number two to make it look mm-hmm. cool and put grave. <laughs> and uh, Charlie was like, man, that sounds morbid. Uh, we don't want that up there. Well, one time I tricked him and called Lita. At, this is at the uh, Gold Corral building. Okay. Before that. Yeah. Um, Cypress Creek, I guess mm-hmm. it was. And I told her, I said, put a cradle to grave. So when they pulled up, they <laughs> but anyway, uh, gotcha. Yeah, and it was it, it was fun. We'd play, we'd play out for a long time, four or five months, and then we just take a break and then yeah. get back together. And um, uh, Todd passed. Todd Hendry. Um, years later, we had already, yeah. you know, calmed it down a little bit. But it's funny. Uh, when I first started getting into guitar, going in World High Five in the mall, oh boy, they had some guitars up there, and I just looked, you know, and I wanted to play something, you know. So a uh, friend of mine, Butch McQuig, uh, was like, "Man, just grab one, and let's, let's play back here," you know. Well, Todd worked there, and he uh, he had glasses tall. He worked there for a long time, and. Uh, I'd go, hey, uh, I'm going to play that Lotus right there. He yeah. goes, he'd look at me and go, can you play? <laughs> oh, and then I, I, I didn't know what to say. So he wouldn't give me the guitar. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, so <laughs> next time I went in there, I said, all right, this time I'm ready. You know, And I go, hey, I want to play that guitar. And he goes, he looked at me. I said, I can play, man. So I gave the guitar. And he goes, don't turn that amp above one. So I'd get in the back of the store, you know. Mate racket and um, later, but it didn't hit me. 
till uh, wizard practice one day, and I stopped the whole practice. I said, hey, stop, stop, stop it. And I go, you're that a-hole that just worked around how fine it, wouldn't you? <laughs> and, uh, so, but he was uh, he's a good guy. What uh, year would that have been? <clears throat> Roundabout. 85, 86. Okay. Well, World Hi-Fi was in the mall. Yeah. And uh, James Blunt was the mm-hmm. owner of it. And uh, Ray Heron, Billy Ray Heron, used to work there in 74. So wow. about 10 years earlier. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I'd always go in there myself, you know. And uh, we just were back in the early days of Sweetbriar when we were putting that band together. And we had a four-piece group. And I was determined that I, I was the lead guitar player, which was very funny. And uh, uh, I was in way over my head. I don't know what Ray was thinking. But uh, anyhow, uh, I remember Joe Shear uh, was a local, you know, car body shop kind of guy, you know, but he was a good lead guitar player. He could sing his butt off, too. He came walking through the mall with his hands in his pockets and his shoulders shrugged up around his ears. And you tell, Joe, buddy, what's wrong, man? He was just discouraged and frustrated with the band that he was in. And we said, me and Ray kind of looked at each other out of the corner of our eyes. <laughs> well, come on in. Wiltronics right here. World Hi-Fi. Well, let's, uh, let's play some guitar. And we got in the back and it used to be the car stereo room. Yeah. And you could close them doors off on it. Uh, but we'd get in there after hours. Ray had locked the store down, and then we'd go to the back and, and just sit up, sit on the carpet back there with acoustic guitars. And uh, we were back there with Joe, and we said, you know what, Joe? You need to just join our band. We'll go over there right now. We went over to the practice house and plugged in, you know. And it was like, okay, this is what we need right here. That's a lead guitar player. This is not. <laughs> and uh, and plus he had that vocal. I mean, tried and true vocal. And, and we were playing a lot of harmony songs, you know. Eagles and Doobie Brothers and Wet Willie and what have you. <clears throat> but uh, old World Hi-Fi. I bought two guitars from him. A Martin D28. Wow. They and, had Martins in there? Yeah. And a uh, beautiful cherry uh, Les Paul. And uh, the D28, I ended up, well, I ended up getting rid of both of them over the years for different reasons. But that was that was World Hi-Fi, which was my, my first cool guitar. Place. My first guitar came from there. My parents bought it when I was 15, but it was like, it was a K, but not the... Good, K. It was like this long of a guitar, you know. And uh, you were 15? 15. And they bought those little red, you know, one pickup, one knob. Couldn't tune it if you wanted to. And a gorilla bass amp. But that did not go together. <laughs> didn't. Like, whoever sold them this was just. Well, you know, I've seen, I've seen that same configuration. Um, matter of fact, the, the guitar you're talking about, I had. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody give it to me at high school when I was sixteen. That and you got to remember, I had that old SG that 
it was a piece of junk, you know. But um, I had that, and it had a a, a rocking little pickup in it. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it wouldn't stay in tune. But I played it for a little while. It's like a miniature mm -hmm. electric, and um, but a gorilla. I remember the bass gorilla amp, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, so maybe they sold them together like that. I, I don't. I was like, I didn't know what about nothing. Yeah. Man. But uh, I was like, you I don't know anything, Mom, but I don't think yeah. this is what it's supposed to sound like. <laughs> I was like, I turn on MTV, like, you hear that? <laughs> this don't sound like that. Well, I tell you, <laughs> what I did to get some distortion is uh, my dad always had some pretty decent uh, stereo equipment. I would run into his stuff and push record on the cassette deck, and it would go through something else and go through something. And you got a little bit of distortion. It was weird. Mm -hmm. But, man, I just stayed in there, you know, <laughs> played. And, uh, but, you know, over the years, getting, uh, getting a job, getting this, you start buying a little bit better, a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like for years, you know, I, I would play some, the, play one for a while, and I'd go, man, I really like this. I'd play somebody else's, and I'd be instantly jealous, mm -hmm. going, man, I want that one. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Guitar fever. Are y'all yeah. uh, are y'all the same age or who's older? I think I'm older. I'm I'm forty seven. Oh yeah, I'm fifty three. So. Okay. So Josh is about fifty one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing Sean for the first time. Um, Ruskin Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all playing at his house mm -hmm. in um, Gravy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was a band. And then um, I saw you at Whitfield's one night. Um, I don't know if y'all were ending a set or something, but um, you had a wah. And man, you you was hitting that wah doing your head, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I pulled up a stool, and uh, man, you were getting into it. And I, I love seeing people do that uh, mm -hmm. i don't know just gives me a charge inspiration or whatever but um it didn't last that long y'all broke and then i guess that was it oh, yeah. i was expecting uh -huh. to hear some more you know and then you remember any of the other ones in the band <sighs> no I gravy that was uh jesse Heron. yeah i, I do remember uh, jesse uh graham graham griffin and will uh, thrift will thrift on drums and if there was another guitar player that was Jamie Moore, hmm. but he Jamie he came, was in great. He came in at the probably the last six months of the band or something. Okay. Um. Uh, Y'all also had a sax player, Cardwell. Yeah, he wasn't really in gravy. That, it was kind yeah. of pre-gravy. Yeah. When we were trying to form a band, and he, I think we called it the Severals or something. We had we, we had a different band name every week, you know. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> But if we didn't come back that night, it was probably because Graham went AWOL or something. <laughs> He'd do that a lot. That's why I learned to sing, because I was like, hell with this. Graham. And, and, and that's, what, <laughs> that's what got me uh, to singing. Um, uh, playing, I was playing with all older guys, and uh, the the songs that they were choosing, cover band, um, man, I was – I was doing my own thing, rocking it up a little bit. And uh, I just, it got to a point where I was like, man, I've got to sing. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. this, 
this is awful. But uh, <laughs> but and and that I pushed myself to start doing that, you know, and just like uh, playing out uh, mm-hmm. acoustically or whatever on my own, I, I finally push myself into doing that because mm-hmm. I've, I've always wanted to do it. I just, you know, always play bands. It's steps. Yeah, you know, steps. You, you have, you're scared. Yeah, I, you had, know, I had no natural talent for singing whatsoever. I mean, Me it, was, it was bad. I mean, I, not that it's good now, but it was many a year. Of yeah, well, I, you, know, you sing with the radio and stuff like that. And I was like, God, I can't sing. But it's song choosing, too. Yeah. Um, and find, I noticed. You can find what you can do. Yeah. yeah. Picking out material that um that that you can handle mm-hmm. and not be hoarse at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I finally got <laughs> to that point. I was like, man, I gotta kick that one out. <laughs> um so yeah. And you gotta know you. Know your voice. Know your limits. Limits. <clears throat> yeah. When people request something that you like, but you're like, I can't I don't do that because, you know. You don't like that? I like it. That's not sound good. Yeah. I can't sing like Robert Plant. Yeah. Do some Boston. Sing some Boston. Yeah. Oh, he's telling I ain't got my tight underwear on. And that usually makes them laugh, and then they forgot about their request. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love challenge, you know, and oh, yeah. uh, I get them often. You know, like, let's see, Friday night I had one that I, that I knew just as just as good as anything, but had never played it. So I pull up the words on the phone. Oh, it's two tickets to paradise. <laughs> and I quickly sussed it out and said, no, that's too low. Let's see. All right, I played it out of D. And then once once I'm into it, I said, damn, I should have shut this on up so I could at least give them something kind of charged, you know, with yeah. a little bit of angst to it. But, uh, you know, you just don't know. You just kind of two tickets to paradise. Two tickets to paradise. <laughs> Johnny Cash version. <laughs> uh, but it is fun. God knows, playing out. <clears throat> it is, and being a part of just being a part of somebody's night. You know, they're out putting on the dog, you know, uh, kind of kicking back and done worked hard all week long. And got the woman with them, and they're going to treat her to a nice meal, and then you're there. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's like, and it, yeah, and it's, it's but good. But that's what I love, and uh, I love to grab hold of them and say, hey, how y'all doing? What you, you know, you know yeah. get them involved. That's what's fun to me. And get a um, – it's that vibe of feeding off of them too. Yeah, you gotta yeah. oh man, ain't there's nothing like having feed a good off, crowd. Well you yeah. could feed off them if you was just this guy sitting in the corner not saying right. a word. Right. You could feed off them if you if you were real good, you know, and they start responding to you, you're feeding off of them like that. Yeah. And in some nights, uh you could be Eddie Van Halen or Eric Clapner, they, they don't give care. a <laughs> it's like crickets. But right. if you do get I was talking to somebody last night after the gig, I can't remember who it was, but uh Anyway, I hadn't thought about it since then. But uh, when you are getting that feedback from the crowd, all of a sudden, oh, well, it was Maria. But you can uh, kick it into another Man. ear, and, yeah, you're, yeah. and you're playing it like you ain't never played it. Right. And doing Feed. things yeah. you've never so done in good it. good, too. It's like, where's that every time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just old, you know, 
<laughs> eccentric, needy <laughs> artists. <Yeah. laughs> love me. Artists love approval. It's not that we have to have it, no, but, but God, man, it it just just like we just talking about, you know, it makes yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, it energizes you. It makes elevates everything go so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got through with the gig at the fish dock. <clears throat> Shout out to the fish dock. Towns in Georgia, 912. <laughs> uh, Google it. Good food. Um, we got through there and we had to play the next day over there at Jekyll Island, so... Willis Gore, Will Gore, and Bonnie Blues, lead guitar player, put us up for the night. And uh, we was out there at about 2 in the morning drinking beer and writing uh, silly songs. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. He's a, he's a good man. Good guy. Okay, so as talking about songwriting now, when was it that you maybe decided, all right, you just said uh, you was playing in that band with the older guys, and you said, good Lord, I got to start singing. <laughs> <laughs> Salvage this. And then uh, where along that route of of firsts did you say, I'm going to turn my hand to songwriting? Uh, it was a long time after that. It, it oh, was, really? uh, yeah, I, I dibbled and dabbled and had uh, like a composition book and some folders with ideas and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I was approaching it way, way too wrong. Uh, it, uh, I was going to write the perfect song. You know, when I sat down, <laughs> I had a thought, I had a catch. I heard somebody say something, uh, a phrase, an old phrase. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go with that. And, um, it wasn't until COVID hit that I sat down and just started going, boom, wow. boom, just started spitting some out. And okay. um, uh, some of them are okay. Some of them need a little help. Some of them need, you know, some so of those videos. Uh, are... Musicians' criticism. Uh, <clears throat> I, I can't use my wife's criticism all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it's too harsh. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I need, you know, some need tweaking. Yeah. Um, uh, am I going to be a great songwriter and sell something? No, but I enjoy doing it. Okay, and, well, um, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and um, Charlie and I hook up a lot, mm -hmm. and he's he's written so many, and he's got a, a new recording thing. We're we're starting to get where we record some of the songs that we both have done mm -hmm. uh but never recorded and you know okay. something to do something to get into but uh covid hit boom i started writing doing all this doing this and then i got hit with the big c and uh so that's a life changer and of course and well, charlie did too charlie yeah. did too charlie got diagnosed before i did and um it's it's a when I say a life changer, you you're going, Oh boy, this is oh, yeah. putting everything on a halt here. And it did. Yeah. Uh but you gotta do it. You gotta go through this, you gotta do this, you listen mm -hmm. to your doctors, you gotta go to and I did it, went through it, stayed busy. Um, I don't wish any of those treatments on anyone. Mm. Uh but luckily caught it. 
in enough time where all that treatment did me good. And um, so uh, I was ready to have surgery and all this stuff as of uh, March, April, going into May. It was on the thing for me to do it. And then this year? That, yeah. And when I got through with radiation, um, did the MRIs, the scans, and nothing showed up. It was gone. Jeez. So now I'm on a, like what you call a watching weight. What form was it? Um, Up in a place you don't want it to be. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's pretty bad, a bad one. That's yeah. Charlie's too, wasn't it? Was his? No, his is different. His hips. is hips. Hips. Yeah. Mm. Um, but he's doing great too. Mm-hmm. And Wendy is doing great. Yep. Yep. So we've, uh, <clears throat> got to thank the man upstairs. Uh, that's all I can say. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, my mother passed from it and it was, you know, just, just something you don't think about. You, 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 nope. you don't dwell on it. You know, I mean, yeah. It's just like when COVID came along, you know, and everybody was having to pay attention to it and all. It was uh, a lot of people took the thing like, screw it. I don't want to know about it. I just, you know. Right. Uh, Andy, um, <clears throat> if you, if you uh, focus on what you want to achieve in life and then maybe this put, it puts a damper puts a big old cloud over your head at first sure mm-hmm. but you gotta take it and just go deal, do it deal do it and yeah. um i stayed so busy doing stuff uh the to-do list around the house that i keep putting off man mm-hmm. i stayed busy doing this doing this imagine, da, 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 da. Yeah. and um you got to just keep your mind right. It's and it's hard. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. However, you start looking at things, or I did, in a whole different perspective of uh, if I did go, yeah. how how are they going to be when I go? Mm-hmm. Um, if this happens, this and you start looking at stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. uh, it's all depressing. But you gotta gotta come back up. Gotta mm-hmm. come back up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I didn't. I when I found out it was. Hey, Scott's got over. He got over it, and or he beat it, and I said, like, I didn't even know. It. Like, yeah, yeah and you know, I didn't broadcast or yeah. anything, but I'm not hiding it either because yeah. I'm. Uh, <clears throat> if anybody goes through this, I got boy, I'm begging him to call me, yeah. um, and and give my psyche opinion on what I did mm-hmm. to get through it from here and catching it early is key, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Prior to it getting diagnosed, I knew something was going on. Um, didn't know what, but because of COVID, couldn't get in there yeah. for anybody to see. They kept canceling my mm-hmm. things. But um, well, thank God. Yeah, you know, yeah, thank God I, I, that it, that you you even despite the lag there from COVID, that you still were early. Yeah, in detecting it and yeah, getting it seen to. Yeah, that, I've always heard that, uh, and I've always wondered myself, you know, I've put myself in other people's shoes, if that would ever be my fate, you know. Uh, how you deal with it is everything, yeah. you know. Oh, it I, is. You can look at it, okay, one of two ways. You're either going to just go into that depression tailspin and just, like, give up, 
or are you going to approach it you like can't. you did and yeah. uh, and just like fight and and positive opinion positive opinion uh above that negative depressing opinion you know if you dwell on it dwell on it to the point you that you say i can't i can't do this this it i've got it yeah what can I do, you know? Yeah. But if you have that fight and that positivity, that makes all the difference it in the is. world. Sometimes, sometimes ain't nothing can can help you. But uh, Lord, I I'm so glad that you you uh, whipped it. And, sure. Sure, uh, Charlie too. Charlie, yeah. Charlie and, and Wendy, our dear friends. Uh, they're battling, and uh, they've been through some tough times. Yeah, too. Yeah, and very, uh, you know, very much recently, we uh, <clears throat> we hang out with them so much, and we all talk about what our stuff. But uh, Charlie and Wendy, that they're up on that, but they push themselves every day and um, rise and shine with good thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's and that. That's what you gotta have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the uh, six of us—me and my wife, and Charlie and Wendy, and you and Polly—spent uh, 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 about two hours in your uh, camper trailer at at your RV at Swamp Town, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a hoot. I mean, by the time I got down there, y'all had already been communing. Well, I think that was Charlie's. Oh, it might. It yeah, was Charlie's yeah. and Wendy's yeah. trailer. Yeah, and uh, I kind of walked in on it, uh, but it was something <laughs> about uh, my wife was having an argument with you about you tasing your wife. <laughs> 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 he, he had them women wound up, boy. <laughs> said, I tell you how I keep my wife in line. I just tase her. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she said, looked at me like Lynn, what? Lynn, and my I wife could... just got a hold of it and bit. Yeah, and I said, yeah, when she. Says something out of line, he goes, I don't hesitate. I just go over and tase you. And, uh, <laughs> so, so I said, just just wait. I'll get with Dave. And uh, that's what Give it started. Show him the rope. Yeah, that's what it started. Got a little handbook. We had a good time, though. We were playing some kind of a trivia game. Was, uh, something, something to do with musicians. Yeah. Uh, it was like... Uh, who played in something, 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 and uh, and everybody'd have to guess who. Right, it was throwing trivia out there, you know. And that's one of my, and I'm sure y'all been told the same. It, when you're a musician, you and the stuff you're into, you remember all the, you soak it in and remember, and it. So it's with some people, it's useless information, but you got it, <laughs> and. uh I love doing trivia over stuff like that, movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I meet my match sometimes. Uh, I'm good with individuals being in bands and stuff like that. Like my son, on the other hand, or, man, he's good with dates. What year it come out, what month oh. sometimes. Okay. Uh, I gave him a book years ago with all that information. Man, he soaked it up. Yeah. And so when we do, we have a board trivia game. 
And I started out way ahead of them. I go, well, of course, I'm going to beat them. Sure. Before, <laughs> hey, before I knew it, he 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 won. Um, but he's uh, he he had a knack. He, he he's drifting into his own little venues mm. now. But he uh, for years and dates that stuff were published and out and all that stuff. Man, he's, he's is pretty it, keen on it. Is he playing an instrument now? No, I'm trying to force it down his neck. And um, started with drums with Connor teaching him mm-hmm. and uh then and i've got a room full of guitars up there because one day you're gonna you're gonna say dad why don't you just whip me make me go <laughs> no, i've tried can't do that <laughs> however he's still he's got some friends wanting to play and he's wanting me to set the drums back up so okay. we'll see we'll see what happens. speaking of that music room you're talking about that's Inside your home, or is it separate? upstairs? Yes, upstairs. Uh, the whole length of the house is like a bonus room, and um, I split it <clears throat> over half of it's my music room, and mm-hmm. then got like we call it the media room. Um, mm-hmm. which I've I did a number in both rooms, but really proud of the music room. I got uh, got all my stuff up there, but uh, <laughs> man, I don't throw away anything, I keep I got pedals that I don't sell, I keep them, you know? Mm-hmm. I got uh, my album collection, guitar collection, um, Remember Will Be Your Top Stuff. I mean, yeah. I just, I love it. I keep it, yeah. hang it, try to show it off neatly. Mm-hmm. But um, Awesome. Yeah. I've seen some of the videos, and that's what uh, why I was so surprised when you said your original songwriting really didn't kick into gear until yeah. 2020. It's uh, um because it's, I've seen a lot of those little clips of you in your music room, yep. and it'll say original song. Yeah, yep. and there was like several. Of us. I said, "Well, he's been writing songs a lot." Yeah, and I just started. I, okay, uh, weird as it sounds, and then some of them uh, in the past that I'd write, I, I didn't think they're worthy of even tackling again, so I throw them away. And then, um, <clears throat> but it was uh. It's a breath of fresh air when you when you get something to to go with, and um, some of it is sayings and stuff. I like to write. I know y'all do too. Write stuff down that people say, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I want to use it one day. You know, there in you this go. or that. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Well, that's why you never throw anything away. All right, that's the key to it. And uh, always songwriters, they always sitting there with their ears wide open, you know, <laughs> whereas other people like our, our wives to say, you don't hear that squeaking in the, the back of the, no, <laughs> not till you pointed it out. And I'm sitting there like, Jesus, about to drive me crazy. But I said, I guess we're just attuned to everything in a kind of like a different uh, zone. Yeah. <clears throat> Listening out for the obscure little phrase, you hadn't already done that. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, huh? <laughs> if I'd known that you'd want to win, I'd see that you'd got to get to go. And you just said, like, what? <laughs> 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 Diagram that sentence, Miss Bennett, my 10th grade English teacher. Um. All right. So high school, uh, you you was more than uh, just a, a, a 
struggling young uh, guitar player. You was also an athlete, weren't yeah, you? Weren't yeah, you? Always played ball. It was uh, um, some pretty damn record-breaking athletics, wasn't it? <laughs> well, baseball, yeah. yeah. Um, I played uh, football, basketball, baseball up to uh, my junior County. year. Yeah, work in the and then I just stuck with – I didn't play my last year of football. Hurt my right arm. I was scared I wasn't going to be able to play in my senior year baseball season. So You're right-handed? <clears throat> yep. Pitcher? Pitcher. Mm. So um, I finished out uh, just baseball my senior year and then uh, went to South Georgia and played for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, history, working, playing – Started playing music then, mm-hmm. but uh, so that the uh, the sports fell by the wayside at that point. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, grew up. Uh, my dad coached ball even when I was in second grade. Um, started coaching at Wakona, mm-hmm. so he had a ton of guys go through him. I went through him, and he kept coaching after me. Um, so he man, he just loved it. He and now I will say this. Uh, one of my biggest inspirations, even when music was him, he uh, he yeah, always had some music going. Uh, whether it be his era, um, uh, he would even get adventure out Pablo Cruz or something like that, you know. Yeah, and they yeah. uh, from that to that Santana. Uh, mm-hmm. When I first heard Santana, I was probably five, <laughs> and. Man, I I dug it, you know, and uh, I was surprised he was in it later on. Looking back at it, yeah. But um, I I like Santana, the bongos, all that stuff. Uh, even to this day, I kind of like some of that Latina playing. Yeah. And um, um, and when I play out, I do a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah. From I remember turning uh, some of his golf clubs upside down. To make it look like a microphone, <laughs> and uh, singing, singing to uh, you remember American Graffiti soundtrack. Uh, yeah. Was that Lucas did uh, it? Uh, uh, George Lucas, yeah. Man, he had first that, that big was all, movie. Yeah. yeah, that was a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. All the songs he had on there, but that was my first love. Is all those fifties hit, mm-hmm. a little bit of sixties, and um, and so uh, it wasn't until. You're going to beat me up on this one. <laughs> um, like the Bee Gees area come out, and it was all over the radio. It was kind of force-fed to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I um, to this day, though, I don't I don't badmouth it. I, if there's a – I don't do much dance, but if yeah. I do, it'll be something to the Bee Gees. But you liked it. Oh, yeah, when I liked it. Came it. Out. I liked okay. it. I liked um, it, too, my- Parents had the vinyl Saturday yeah. Night Fever. Y'all talking so. about Saturday Night Fever BGs. That's and that's what did that. Mm-hmm. I bought that uh, soundtrack when I was nine. Mm-hmm. Album. And, Have uh, you ever delved back and listened to them prior to that? Yes. When they started out, <laughs> BG's yeah. Gold. I had that yeah. and stuff like that. And now, um, that man, some great stuff. Oh too. yeah, they were yeah. great. They um, were good. And they they got <clears> caught <throat> up in. What was going on at that time? Yeah, well, I mean, you change with the times. Oh, yeah. And you, if you're reflective of it, and then you're making money. <laughs> right. And they did. They wrote some big-time songs. And continued writing for themselves in the 80s, and yeah. everybody else. Yeah. I mean, 
Yep. Islands in the Stream, I believe, is mm-hmm. is, is a Barry uh, Gibbs song. I told you that story of yeah. I didn't know it was. <laughs> I was working. Me and my mom used to mess around with some furniture in the yard and stuff, and the radio was in the distance, and I had an air compressor going, painting, but I could hear it was Islands in the Stream, but I couldn't hear the pinpoint. I mean, I, I knew it was what it was, but the air compressor and all i couldn't you know distinguish their voices as much and i was like man this sounds just like a bg song <laughs> and then i was like this has to right be like it got are. to my mind I was like, yeah. this has to be a bg song it's like written just like their other songs and i looked it up and they wrote it or mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i've ever done that before um tell me uh, uh i've heard a snippet of this because like i say this past uh, festival was that, and this is another another thing I, I'm grateful to y'all for is that you attend our festivals. Oh yeah, religiously, yeah. and y'all are part of it just as much as we are. And uh, in the campground is where a lot of the magic takes place. And we were down there uh, on a Friday night and uh, got caught up around y'all's campfire. <laughs> Yeah, we started trading stories, and you told me uh, tell tell our uh, viewers and listeners about um, Sonny's barbecue. Oh, <laughs> just a little piece of it. Um, well, <laughs> what about it, Sonny's barbecue? Do you yeah, know about? Yeah, it goes about? back. Um, my cousin, first cousin, who him and I are very close, like brothers. Uh, he's a year behind me. Um, uh, they live in Gainesville, Florida, Florida. And his dad grew up with the Tillmans and uh Sonny Tillman, that is, and the other brothers and took up for him um, in fights and stuff like that. They loved him. Uh, they talking were, about my uncle. They were from Florida as yeah. well. Sonny yep. Tillman was. Yep. Okay. And um, so uh, going to spend the summer or weeks with my cousin in Gainesville, uh, his dad would have us out in the middle of the woods, and it was literally out with oak tables, sanding, uh, building this, and that was the tables going in all those sunnies. Oh my god! And uh, wow! So uh, he had already done had the idea and had had it bankrolled, and yeah, uh, so y'all like- were, y'all were pre. Prepping the uh, yeah the and dining the, furniture and they would uh and you know it was I remember thinking it was at the end of the the sun and the fun when I went to Gainesville previously <laughs> with my it was I was over we were working and uh, so we were out there doing and they'd leave us alone and, you know fourteen thirteen years old we'd be like man <laughs> we'd sit there a while. And uh, I go, well, they're coming back. We better do something, you know. <laughs> so then they'd come back and uh, check what we were doing. But, yeah, it was tables. Uh, <laughs> benches. Benches um, that we were sanding. Uh, I think they had somebody else uh, lacquer them and do all yeah. this stuff, yeah. you know. But um, What did you learn from that? <laughs> yeah. Can no. you can I, you eat it? Have you ever eaten at a Sunday's? I wasn't going back to Gainesville to have fun anymore with my cousin. Did you ever eat at a Sunday's? Yeah, yeah. At, years later, no. Well, down there we did, yeah. um, and then uh, you know we had the one here, 
right for yeah. short stints. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and I think didn't your brother have something to do with that or no? Not that no, I okay. know of. Now, okay, I, now that's a good question. I need to ask uh, him next time we see but, each other. Um, and I've ate at him since. You probably uh, already got a gum lifetime deal out of it. Um. But it's uh, it was it was funny uh, back then doing that, and then uh, and then when I do go in some of those sunnies, I go, I might have did that cherry or that table there. <laughs> Look there, but uh, if I'd only marked it. But anyway, that's pretty cool. Well, let's take a little short break, and uh, when we come back, if you'd like to play some songs, yeah, that'd we'll be do. cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, folks, we'll be right back. Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my veins gonna find its way. Something in the water taught me how to pray. At this point, the audience uh, applauds because we're back, you know, and as you hear the studio audience, uh, uh, Justin's going to pipe that in in the edit. Folks, welcome back. (laughs) We are professionals ourselves. We have our own sound effects. (laughs) But welcome back. Once again, we appreciate y'all being here. And uh, our guests... This time is Scott Wilson, and he's got this beautiful Gibson acoustic guitar with electronics and everything. Uh, strum it one time. Let's see. Yeah. That's what a G chord sounds like on a G Gibson. <laughs> That's a nice guitar. It's nice. Now, what a, you got another guitar, though. Uh, what's the story behind yeah, that? Yeah, it's a, um, and I was going to bring it tonight. Um, yeah. Uh, Tacoma, it's our early uh, 93 model, I believe, when Tacoma was at their height. Uh, Built out of Washington. Yes. The state of Washington, yep. yeah. And well, I think we used to sell them at Crosstown mm-hmm. Music. I believe we did. Yeah. Good and, guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, previously owned by Peter Frampton. Uh, well, wait. Your guitar. Yeah. Dave, how'd you get that? Well, <laughs> I'll try to make a long story short. My sister-in-law, uh, best friends with, uh, uh, I guess she's like a, a financial and road manager all mm-hmm. combined. She used to manor, uh, manage uh, Laura Brannigan also. I remember her, yeah. And um, anyway, um, she sent... Uh, my sister-in-law a text or an email saying, hey, uh, I know your brother-in-law likes playing guitar with my, her bow now that she's married to, Shane. Yeah. He does too. He's a big guitar guy. Yeah. She goes, um, Peter needs to trim some fat. He needs to get rid of some stuff. Uh, do y'all want, just ask them if they want to look at the list of stuff that goes, uh, that they could offer to buy prior right. to auction. Wow. And they sent a list. I couldn't afford anything. And then uh, way down there at the bottom, Tacoma Acoustic, 350 bucks. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, I said, 
All right, I'll get that. That's worked the name alone. Yeah, and Peter Frampton name. Shane got a uh, electric uh, guitar that Brian May designed that Peter had. Wow! Oh my God! And I had he, I kept it for a little while. He he just lent it to me, and uh, man, that thing. Oh, but it was awkward. It didn't um, it didn't have the full scale. Yeah, and maybe he had eighteen frets. Kind of oh. weird. It was. I guess mainly rhythm. I don't know. But well, standard is twenty-two, right? Right. Okay, and um, so, that's so uh, four less. But he designed it. Peter had he had more than one, but uh, Shane had it. Um, so then, uh, the acoustic. I, I sent a question. I go, um, "What's wrong with it? I mean, is there anything <laughs> wrong? You know, blah, blah. her guitar tech sent me a video, and I still got it." on one of the computers uh, of him playing it. He goes, yeah. hey, man, he keeps bending down because yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess the way he videoed it, he goes, there's nothing wrong with this thing. It plays. But what happened, and I've seen tons of guitars that they get, get a crack right here. Oh, All yeah. the way uh, on the lacquer, that is. Mm-hmm. Not the wood, but anyway, it was an eyesore. So uh, the guitar tech chose that one to go, you know. Oh, so, okay. So I got it, and um, he had it... Um, the, it's pretty cool because the guitar case is outlined with a number of it. It's an A1. I think that particular guitar is called an A1. It's a certain color. Mm-hmm. And there was another little thing. And that's why he had it in his little setup. If he wanted to choose that one mm-hmm. is in his entourage of guitars. But anyway. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and I got a letter of uh, authenticity yeah. to them. And, um, you know. I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. But, That's uh, super cool. <laughs> Did cool. you write a song on it? Yeah. I call All it, right. I call it Frampton. I just didn't want to label it Peter. You know? <laughs> Good move. <laughs> well, play us a song on Dick right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dick Gibson, you know, a friend of mine. Uh, this is, um, yeah, I guess it, it, it's... Um, People from either uh, Florida, Alabama, or South Carolina, I mean, yeah, North Carolina, coming mm-hmm. into our great state. Um, uh, and, you know, and when, I, when I wrote it, I could picture somebody else singing. Every time I write something, I could picture somebody else singing it. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, you know, uh, the Georgia Pines, uh, Ray Charles, you know, all that combined, you're riding through our state, uh, back roads, this roads, mm-hmm. you know, da, da, da. And he's got this pretty little thing sitting beside him. Man, he's having a hard time driving. And that's the name of the song, uh, Eyes on the Road. Eyes on the Road. Cool, yeah. cool. Let me see if I can remember all the words. Driving through the day and night, we see the welcome signs. I could hear it singing, her always on my mind. The stars are brighter the most south you go. Hard to keep my eyes on the road with you by my side. 
It's hard to keep my eyes on the road with you by my side Smiles on faces and places that we go Waving high and goodbye to people we don't know Another candlelight and the new fun begins You give me that look and we stop it again Windows down, tunes loud We sing as we ride It's hard to keep my eyes on the road with you by my side it's hard to keep my eyes on the road with you by my side Riding high as we go Riding It's hard to keep my eyes on the road with you by my side It's hard to keep my eyes on the road with you by my side It's hard to keep my eyes on the road with you by my side Yeah, yeah. heck yeah It's a barn That's, burner right there That's catchy too, it's catchy, it is now you were talking about Ray Charles uh, in the intro. There was that second line of the song. Did you say something about Ray? Yeah. What was um, that? Uh, driving through the day and night, we see the welcome sign. You know, every time you come uh, in Georgia, you see that welcome, welcome sign. Welcome to Georgia. Georgia on my yeah. mind, and uh, well, I, I can hear Ray singing. Mm -hmm. You're always on my mind. Ah, I got it now. Okay, that was good, man. Hey, yeah. Know, just... I hear some. Uh, in your voice, I heard hear a little bit of Rodney Crowell kind of yeah uh, man. on the on the chorus. You familiar with him? A little he, bit. He wrote uh, um, uh, uh, Bob Seger song. Till you've been beside a man, you don't know what he wants. What's the name I didn't of that know song? Uh, uh, Is that the one that comes way across every now and he's got a daughter here or something? No. no. Okay. Okay. Who's that? Let's see. Uh, one of you, I think it was his lead player. Yeah, yeah it could have been. Roddy yeah. Crow was in Emily Harris's hot band. Oh, he wrote oh, so oh, many okay. songs. Oh, okay, now I know yeah, who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Till I Can Gain Control Again. He's just. Uh, uh, Your voice uh, kind of reminded me of him yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was hitting a little. I wasn't hitting that. I think I played that in a lower key, or I was. Uh, usually I play a half step down. <clears throat> Helps me out anyway. But I could tell I was straining them. No, it sounds strain. It sounds good. We'll play some nerding. Um, uh, let's see. Ta uh, this is one. <clears throat> it's kind of. Uh, it ain't nasty, but it's uh, getting to the point. It's like you know, working. Uh, 
working out in the yard with your wife. It's one of those days where you both agree to do this, and you're like, oh, and it's hot, and it's doing this, and that. and then, you know, uh, you start looking at your wife, and you go, I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> then it starts to rain, and that gives you the perfect okay. reason. Well, as long as you don't say. F- yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll we're okay little, with it. I'll play a little rendition of it. Uh, so. All right, I like this already. <laughs> What's the name of it? Uh, I love it when it rains. Dog days, not the only thing that's hot outside. There's no shame. See you to your hair up and tie. Victim love is replaced, smell of the taste. Some water falling down. I love it when it love it when it rains Seem I never get this time with you The rain checks a pilot So love do take my hand It's time to pay the piper, baby then the sun is replaced, well of the taste, summer water falling down. I love it when it rains. Ooh, I love it when it rains. Most of the time, it's a, it's a guitar song. There's a lot of lead. Yeah, There's a lot of bluesy yeah. lead in it. And, uh, well, it's good. just like what you were saying. Sorry. It's just like what you were saying earlier with your uh, five-year-old fascination with Santana. You know, you that was what you grabbed a hold of at a young age, you know. And there it is. Yeah, coming back out. Coming back out again. Yeah, and it's... um um. Even now, I love all the, uh, you know, the, uh, I mean, what I remember mostly is that, oh, yeah, come on, bother. That's uh, right. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I still don't know what, oh, yeah, come on, bother means. I think it's, <laughs> I asked somebody, I, uh, I worked at American Egg Products and I had like 80 employees and probably 60 of them were Mexican and Latino, I learned how to yeah. speak some Spanish, but mm-hmm. they, I think it's come listen to my music. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, but uh, one of the first, you know, he Carlos likes A minor, yeah. And uh, that was one of the first little scales, you know. I, Got a uh, black magic. It's yeah. Probably the same. Probably A-minor. is. Probably I think he might be a G there. But, yeah. Uh, uh, 
Always loved that song. Got a black magic marker. Oh, yeah, he's got. And, you know, he historically he's always had somebody else singing. Uh, I don't think he's ever sang one. Right, right, right. He was just a guitar player. Yeah. I, I saw him at uh, Midtown Festival. It was, I think it was 98. And I think I've been at that one. This was. Was that Dylan? Uh, Dylan, Dylan? What, this was the year after Dylan. Okay. But uh, this was right before, I think, they did the. Oh, wait a minute. You said 98? Yeah. Yeah, no, mine was later. It was right before he did the uh, do, do uh, duets with everybody. Oh, yeah, and, and especially at what, Rob Thomas? Rob Thomas, yeah. it was for that, I think. And then, but man, what a show. Yeah. They had, like, all these percussion guys up there and everything. And you got, you know, you got some musicians don't like that style. Um, but I don't know. I heard it back then. I still like it. Um, I've heard him do uh, uh, While My Guitar, Guitar Gently Weeps uh, mm. with, God, I can't think of her name. She's an awesome singer, though. Uh, but he's got an album out where he redid, uh, even photographed Def Leppard. Wow. Uh, stuff like that. Um Whole lot of love, Zeppelin. I oh, mean, that's awesome. I mean, he 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 still got it, you know. Uh, well, he's a pioneer with that. Oh yeah. Uh, in 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 rock music, you know. Of course, uh, what's his name? Ed, uh, Eddie. Uh, I mean, uh, Eddie Van Halen. No, no, no. The uh, old fifties guy that died Rock, on Cochran. the that died Richie Valens. Uh, yeah. He was the first that. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, La Bamba, that guy. And but uh, as far as seventies, early seventies rock or late sixties rock, yeah, Santana, Carlos Santana, he was like, I bridged the gap. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, you know, his uh, strong stuff, even at Woodstock, powerful stuff. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he had um, what was their first Neil Sean playing mm-hmm. rhythm for him. Um, which was Journey's bass player. Well, guitar player. Guitar player. Yeah. Right. And uh, <clears throat> can't recognize him, man. His hair. <laughs> totally different. But anyway, uh, and their drummer, which somebody said he was 16 years old at Woodstock. Yes. Jeez, yes. man, he was mm-hmm. awesome. And you look at the, the footage of that in that movie, and it's like, uh, he's like a Dylan Crosby, you know. He's just back there. He's a good-looking kid and everything, but he's just lost in it. Yeah, and lost he, in that talent. He's just absorbed. Well, you know by what that. happened, right? You know the story. Oh. They all took acid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That story. Yeah. And they thought they were supposed to go on hours yeah. later. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jerry, I think it was Jerry Garcia, walks out there and is like, "You guys are going on now," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> and uh. Carlos, wow. I, I heard him talk about it, and he's like, "My neck of my guitar was a serpent." <laughs> he said, "He said all I could do was just like, don't just say to myself, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up." So they were like really freaking out, but they don't look like they were on that. No, footage. no, you, oh can't, you can't even tell it. But I well, you know, I heard all the uh, stories of uh, you know they were in the middle. All right, they got him in there. Of you know what yeah. yeah, but. You really couldn't get out unless you were leaving for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. So the musicians were in there <clears throat> and was running out of stuff to drink and smoke. And Oh, uh, yeah. So they they would do hats out in the crowd. Hey, this is for your musicians, you know, so 
People, oh. people were putting all kinds Jay, of yeah. stuff in well, there. <laughs> when it went backstage, they said Janice would run to whoever who had the hat and and be just you know <laughs> hogging it, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I can see that like probably. Her. I mean, it was uh, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and talk about tolerance and stuff like that, but you know, like Hendrix and her. High tolerance. I mean, it took yeah, you know, three or four times what the normal person took back then, probably. Wow. But um, anyway, what a time it was. Oh uh, yeah, man. And it was Woodstock was sixty nine. Mm-hmm. I was born in sixty nine. My okay. dad always said that was a weird year, boy. <laughs> and uh, the Mets won the World Series. Uh, man walked on the moon. Walked on the moon. <gasps> Supposedly. And um, <laughs> uh, I still believe he did. You know, Neil Armstrong, I still believe it. But anyway, uh, yeah. I had to throw it in there because I have arguments at work. Well, you, yeah, there's a bunch of conspiracy theorists on oh, the yeah. railroad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are. And, uh, yeah. M-N-O-P-R-S-T-U-V. <laughs> and it, uh, uh, well, I will tell you this. In my memory is uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. Um, I can remember stuff back when I was uh, a baby, really rolling around on the floor. There's certain things. Well, I know that sounds weird. <laughs> I, I know that sounds weird, but I can remember uh, going to Jacksonville and going to see "Live and Let Die" Roger Moore, mm-hmm. and that music, the theme song, Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. uh, blew me away as a well, kid. How old were you? Well. Uh, on that one. I was born in 69. 73 is when it came out. Yeah, I would think so it'd be 74. Yeah. 1974 summer or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember Dad had it recorded one time on a cassette. He had a little player, you know. And he, I heard him play it, and I just, play it again, play it again. Well, he would make fun of me mm-hmm. of the way I was asking. I was calling it, la, la. I couldn't say it. Mm-hmm. You know, lit, lit. So he'd make fun of me. Uh, but man, I loved it. To this day, I actually like Paul McCartney's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, I love that song. The Guns N' Roses one's all right, but yeah. that that true one, man. It from the mm-hmm. moment I hear it on the radio, sometimes that first key, you know, when you were, I mean, mm-hmm. I, and as a kid, I loved. It. And um, that's the way certain songs do me. Yeah, from my time at about that yeah. age, you know, it's uh, it's in everybody and wherever you're at. And I don't know about you. Um, I try not to do it these days, but um, when I do hear something I really like, man, I wear it out. I wear it out. Mm. I'll play it and play it and play it, yeah. and then and then I don't want to hear. It. Yeah, <laughs> but man. but um, but good songs hold up, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, and you know I'm a late bloomer on. Uh, venturing out, listening to a lot of stuff, but that uh, Black Cherry Smoke, man, is Blackberry, Blackberry. God, yeah. I always do that. Always well, do that. it's like when we, when Connor, uh, my son Connor, who's the drummer for Pine Box Dwellers, yeah, <laughs> when he was about six, I no, he's about five. I was, uh, I was playing in the backup band for uh, Percy Sledge at Little Nights, yeah. And so we were down there for a rehearsal. That, that was eighty eight, wasn't it? It was uh, ninety something. Oh, was after was Connor it? was born, okay. yeah, it's probably about ninety eight. And uh, 
we were all down there, you know, hanging around after the rehearsal. And Connor's standing there, you know, a five, six-year-old. And uh, Roger, uh, the guy that used to run the uh, disco yeah. set up in the corner, was out there telling stories. Said, yeah, and you know, man, and you know, it's like Buck Cherry, the band Buck Cherry. And, and Connor says, excuse me. <laughs> I swear to God, excuse me. And Roger stops and looks down at this kid. And he said, I think you mean Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> and then Roger said, this kid, this kid. <laughs> he got a hoot out of that. That's my boy. <laughs> That's awesome. But Blackberry Smoke, oh, as yeah. you were uh, alluding to. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I'm not saying there's a lot of new music out there, but um, I don't think there is. I mean, there's not well, a whole lot we can. There's uh, a lot out there that, but that that appeals to me or you or you. Uh, uh, I'm very discerning, you know, in my old age. <laughs> and I don't even want to hear another James Taylor or Rod Stewart. New album. I just don't want to. Yeah. I've, they they were great when they were great. In the prime. Yeah. And uh, anything now is just like like I'm trying to bring it all back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or in Rod Stewart's case, it's like here's some of my greatest songs that have inspired me over the years and be Frank Sinatra and Darcy mm. Day <laughs> so, well, yeah. like a rehash, you know, which is great for Rod Stewart fans. Yeah. And I am a Rod Stewart lover, but uh, I love that uh, Wake Up Maggie, I think I got something to mm-hmm. say to you. <laughs> or the faces. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, the faces. Yeah. I'm a big historian now. <laughs> take me back. Don't take me forward. Bruce Springsteen's got a new album where he's just doing standards. Yeah, it seems, like, seems like they get to that point, and then that's it. But, you know, all the best to them. I, I mean, I love them because they, 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 were, they were original, and they were seminal in, in their influence on modern music. But uh, after a certain point, it's time to go to bed. Right, <laughs> right. No. Nah. That's cruel. Yeah, you know, they they still love it too. It's just I uh, know they do, but yeah. they're at that level, you know. And when you're at that level, you feel like, well, I owe the uh, label another uh, album before 2025. <laughs> so, well, you're probably well, looking at you're probably looking at. I only got so many years left. Let's get as much money as I can for my family and. I guess, yeah, oh yeah. I guess yeah. that enters into it too. Yeah. So kind of. And that's why you see him come back on the road. You know? Yeah. Some of them, you know. Uh, but I, I was going to compliment you guys too. I, <clears throat> at the last couple festivals, um, hearing you guys play out, um, even uh, back there where we were at. The night you were talking about was hanging out by our fire, but I heard some songs that I haven't heard you do and you, mm-hmm. um, and it uh, it never ceases to amaze me, man. I mean, y'all 
Y'all are on a caliper of uh, good songwriters. It's uh, some good stuff. Um, Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. And um, it's like, what we love to do. Yeah. You know? and that's what yeah. it all boils down to there, and you know. And it's time. It's time with me. It's, uh, you know, working out on the road, and then you come in, and, you know. Yeah. And I was like that, too. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. The, in the 90s, and uh, which leads me to this. It's time for a tale of the week. <laughs> uh, y'all put the kids to bed now and uh, turn your uh, YouTubes up just a little bit lower. Turn it up lower. Turn it up lower. <laughs> <laughs> this song kind of is a reflection on what you just said uh, about, you know, you work. 40 hours a week, sometimes more, and you come home and it's like, ha, I'm dead tired. I ain't even thinking about writing a song. But even like, I want to throw this in there, uh, even playing music for your job. That's a job. Yeah. When you come home, you don't feel like picking a guitar no. up at all. Well, <laughs> you don't if, write you, if your head hits the pillow and all of a sudden you're, you're drifting into that cosmos between... Mm -hmm sleep and real world when the songs start coming yeah. <laughs> if you don't pay attention to it you got to get right back up if you're if you're a real songwriter you got to say oh god no you're doing it now <laughs> you got to wake up get up get right your guitar there. or or sit down and write what whatever's coming and it uh might not be a line or a or a verse, and if it gets into the whole song, that's that'll really piss you off, <laughs> right? Because uh -huh. you you never know. The other thing about that is you never know if it's something that you're gonna keep or not, you know. But it's just the beginnings of anything, like a song like that. You have to pay it respect. You have to at least. Start writing it down and see if it follows through, and it could end up being one of your best songs. So uh, this goes back a ways. This is uh, one of my tales of the week. Uh, I motored my old Ford Econoline van through Ludawissi, the notoriously infamous speed trap of South Georgia when I was growing up, heading to Savannah where I was scheduled for a week of window clerk training at the River Street Postal Facility. Hiring on with the Waycross Post Office in April of 85 as a mail clerk, I had sorted my fair share of letters, magazines, and packages for over seven years when a job vacancy opened up for the front window, selling lickable stamps to the many tongues in Waycross. I got that position and headed off to training on Sunday, the last day of February 1993. Passing through Hinesville, I saw on the sign, Fog Hat, Wednesday night, right out front of the Big Apple nightclub. There it sits. That's probably more of a modern-day picture right there, but it looked just like that. I think now it's, it says Saturday, Young Drove. Ev. 
<laughs> I think it's a strip club. <laughs> but not when I was there in 93. It was kicking as a nightclub. And as uh, the sign said, Fog Hat, Wednesday night. So this was a Sunday. I was driving to postal school. I filed it away for consideration, headed on to my hotel room in Savannah. First day of postal training found me alongside two other potential window clerks in a clinical classroom overlooking the historic Savannah River. Our instructor was a no-nonsense lady who had worked up the chain of command in the Postal Service. After three days of mind-numbing concentration, learning about postal rates and fees, package dimensions, certified, registered mail, I was leaning more and more to a Wednesday night getaway in Hinesville. <laughs> I called up my future wife, Lynn, told her to drive my old blue F-150 to Ludawissi, where we would rendezvous, leaving the truck in a convenience store parking lot. She rode with me in that Econoline van. And over the years now, I've loved surprising Lynn with musical mysteries and destinations unknown to her. She always played along. And being the music lover that she is, she was fairly titillated when we pulled up under the big red apple hanging over the roof of the nightclub in Hinesville. Because it was Fog Hat. A well-known British blues band in the early 70s featuring Lonesome Dave Peverett, Tony Stevens, and Roger Earl, all former members of another British band, Savoy Brown. Adding a second guitarist, Rod Price, Foghat went on to chart with big hit songs, I Just Want to Make Love to You, Slow Ride, Fool for the City. The band played the rock circuit in America often, and I managed to see them down at the Jacksonville Coliseum back in the heyday. Being a young musician myself in those days, my first band, Sweetbriar, actually played That'll Be the Day, written by Buddy Holly, but covered by Foghat from their debut album. I still got that one to this day. The group's biggest hit came in 1975 with Slow Ride, a sleazy, head-banging, slide-guitar-driven tune inspired by sex, the favorite subject matter of blues, rock and roll, and young boys everywhere with enough money to buy records and condoms. The stage inside the Big Apple was less than a foot above the dance floor where Lynn and I danced and boogied all night long to Fog Hat and Lonesome Dave, up close and personal. Their set list for tonight was Fool for the City, Honey Hush by Big Joe Turner, It Hurts Me Too by Tampa Red, Louisiana Blues, Driving Wheel, A Lie for a Lie, Third Time Lucky, Sweet Home Chicago by Robert Johnson, Play Dirty, Stone Blue, I Just Want to Make Love to You by Willie Dixon, and Slow Ride was the big ender. On the last song, Lonesome Dave flipped his guitar pick into the crowd where Lynn ceremoniously claimed it. I think it landed in the sweat right there. 
And after three hours and several pitchers of draft beer, we decided it was best we book a room in a Hinesville motel where we continued partying into the morning. The next morning, I called in sick to win the clerk training class, <laughs> which didn't sit well at all with the no-nonsense lady instructor. By the time I dropped Lynn off at the blue pickup truck in Ludowisi and made it back to my hotel room in Savannah, I was greeted by a phone call from Waycross Postmaster Mickey Lee. I packed my bags and returned to Waycross, <laughs> passing by the Big Apple one more time. The window clerk training was rescheduled for a later date, and Mr. Lee grinning from ear to ear because he figured I'd been out carousing on River Street all night before. <laughs> Mildly chastised me. Little did he know just how right he was. <laughs> Now here's the here's the clincher, folks. That man right there on our screen is Scott's father-in-law. He married. Uh, now you pull up the the next picture, the uh, the random pick. He married that beautiful little blonde-headed girl on the left, Polly, who we all love, and uh, that's her not twin. No sister. Okay. Uh, they they do look very much oh, yeah. alike, only it's oh, salt yeah. and pepper, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and that they that picture was taken at the Kentucky Derby, I believe. It was at that yeah. Derby. Because um, Mickey's always been a horseman. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that uh, your wife too, or not so much. She loves him. Yeah. Um, she just uh, doesn't ride him. Uh, Right. And you know she she helps Mickey out with the uh, feeding the horses and stuff like that now. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh yeah, uh, there's a lot of people talked about him being a uh, he's a legendary horse whisperer. You know, is that from, right? Oh yeah, from back yeah. in the day. Well, he was my boss for a while. Oh yeah, <laughs> when I hired on in '85, Al Jackson was the postmaster, and Mickey was the uh, assistant postmaster, and. Uh, Eventually, I retired, and Mickey moved into the postmaster position. And eventually, he retired. But I've always got along good with Mickey. Uh, what year frame was that? Uh, 85 through 98. Okay. Uh, he used to make out the schedule as the assistant postmaster. And, of course, I was playing music in, in 85. I put a, together a band called... The Keepers, and yeah, we played the old uh, '60s. We were a '60s. I remember you guys. Uh, tribute band, I guess you you know a lot of. Uh, uh, I think you played all one '60s. Of, I would dance one of my dances or something in high school. Ain't no telling, boy. We uh, played a lot. Our first gig was an AA meeting. <laughs> 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 yeah, Golly. it's like. Uh, you know, you're playing for stone cold sober people. That's tough. Mm -hmm. You know, they can tell when you're sharp or flat. <laughs> uh, but uh, he used to schedule me so I could make my gigs on the weekends. You know, oh, that's I awesome. Part time flexible for a, a while there. I didn't make 
full-time regular until a certain time, you know? Yeah, but the time that I was out there having to uh, go to work at 3 in the morning, you know, get off at 11.30, uh, certain, certain weekends, you know, held gigs, you know, and he always helped me out with that. Well, I'll always remember that, too. First time I met him was in uh, 89 when I went and picked Polly up yeah. for a date. And uh, we, you know, back then, that's when we first met. We dated yeah. a little bit, and then we just stayed friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing escalated till probably about 98, 10 years later. So yeah. Paul and I were just friends for the longest part. Yeah. Uh, um, but that's the first time I met him. Now, when Paulie and I got serious, I, I swore he was trying to kill me on one of those horses. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, come on, ride with me, let's son. Let's go ride. Let's go ride. Now, well, I end up, I'd be on one of the horses I hadn't been ridden forever. <laughs> and uh, uh, I remember after riding going, I think he's trying to kill me. Uh, but it wasn't as bad as that, but it was... Uh, Is Polly the oldest of the children? No. Uh, Michelle, Michelle, her, then Mitchell. Her and Mitchell. Okay. Um, but <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. It was... Uh, <laughs> it was... it, And it was always... I, I went on more than one horse ride with him. <laughs> but, you know, it, I think Mickey's this tall. Yeah. And look he, at me. He's, the saddles... That he probably had made. It wouldn't go, but my legs would still be like this. <laughs> and uh, one time the, the saddle was going around, and I, I and I was like, Mickey, this thing, you know, hit a vine with my neck. <laughs> I, we was going slow, though. And I said, well, I'll just I'll tough it up. Maybe I'll break that vine. Well, you know, the saddle and everything come off. And I remember I fell. And thank goodness the horse didn't do nothing. He stopped, just looked back at me. And then Mickey was like, don't ever tell nobody you fell. That, that's one of the, you know. One of the things you don't do. Yeah, like it was a big horse rider thing, you know. Don't ever tell nobody you fell on your first, second ride. Here you are telling thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I tell you, he, he's, he's been a good Paulo. And, good. Uh, uh, mother-in-law, she's she's going through a time now, yeah. and uh, she needs praying for. But well, we other wish. than that, I'm, I'm blessed with mm-hmm. uh, the family. Uh, it's all good. Well, we love we love Polly, and we love you. And uh, uh, like I said before, you know, I appreciate your support of the music festivals, and and uh, <clears throat> we're musicians, brothers. We're brothers of the, uh, yeah. the road. Yeah, uh, because we even though we you full time with the railroad, you're still out there plugging away in the clubs and trying to keep it restaurants yeah. like we are. So we got that in common, and uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate your your help and uh, getting me in some places that I needed. And uh, sat back at you. you yes, you sir. Help me. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about, and uh, the best to uh, your family and and you yourself is for a pretty remarkable story that you relayed to us tonight. You know, I hope that that can continues 
And uh, best to your mother-in-law, too, Polly's mama. That's right. And, uh, folks, we are done. We'll see you the next time. Don't forget to uh, email us and uh, head on over to patreon.com for our deep end podcast. Not but $5 a month. You'll get a kick out of it. And we want to thank our buddy for being with us, Mr. Scott Wilson. Thanks for inviting me. It's, yes, yeah, sir. It's, an honor. Uh, it's a good one. Long time coming. Mm-hmm. Hey. We'll see y'all next time. Hey.